Good evening. Uh, do you hear me, uh, everyone? I'm. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Good. So, uh, thanks you for being with us, uh, Ellen and Eileen, Tom and Karen, uh, Ray and Mary. Uh, I hope that the others will follow soon. Uh, any questions for me before we continue? On the last class, I know it's kind of heavy class, uh, last time, and I'll try to maybe say a few words about it again. Any question for me? All right. Uh, good, so we may start. Uh, we have a, we're going to talk about this picture that you can see, that you're seeing here about Noah Hark. I hope you will get to that tonight to take the photo, uh, why we why we put this picture the North Ark in that fashion. How many classes do you think will encompass the course on idolatry? Um, well, you know, in the past, in the past, it took me a whole year. In the past, it, it took me a whole year to finish. Uh, well, I, I'm, uh, then we continue the rest of it. I'm not. Uh, if we, we need to talk about uh, more about uh, passion and passion, I'm not so sure how much we dwell on it. And then important important subject is evil. Uh, talk about evil and Sodom and Gomorrah. That will take us like a, a, a couple of weeks or so. And uh, with that, uh, we can probably within a few weeks we'll, we'll finish idolatry. Although, as you as you already noticed, we are not focusing just on uh, we kind of spreading a little bit. So under the umbrella of idolatry, we covered a lot of material so far, not just the idolatry itself. Um, but of course, uh, the other. As we move on from, uh, as we move, so we will move on from adultery to bloodshed, or to adultery and bloodshed. Adultery, we will talk about garden, garden of Eden in more detail, and then bloodshed. We'll talk about Cain and Abel, and then so. Oh, the whole class, it could take, uh, hello Jack, hi. So, the whole class, we can, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I don't plan to quit, so uh, we will, with God's help, with Hashem's help. So, the, the subject for idolatry is probably another class or two about uh, evil. Evil itself take us, it, it will carry us to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, which as they exemplify, it's identified by the Torah as evil in the eyes of Hashem. So we'll talk about what it means. So now uh, we have to, so it, it, it takes us a few, few uh, 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 a class or two to, to, to identify what Sodom and Gomorrah is, what it really was, and why was it overturned. 
And then uh, we'll move on as, uh, as it, as it comes. We have seven commandments. Well, uh, you know, uh, Jack, we, I, I found out uh, that he, uh, Jacob said, uh, dwell in uh, Shem's academy 14 years. Remember, you asked me 14 or 16, and I, I look it up at that night, and indeed it's 14 years. So he spent 14 years studied the, uh, the Seventh Commandment. Well, so you ask me how long will it take us to cover the Seventh Commandment? Here you have the answer. No less than 14 years. Okay, I'm not joking. I'm kind of... Uh, it sounds sound a joke, but uh, it's not. That's a lot of CD. <laughs> yeah, okay. Very nice. Okay. All right. So let's continue. Uh, and uh, so, uh, as I said, we're going to talk about science of Noah and, and the shape of the ark. Uh, but before that, I want to kind of, uh, as we always do, we try to pick up things that from, from the last class. So the last class was about the uh, wisdom of Noah. And uh, I think that. The, the, the most important message from last class would be, uh, again, the, the, the thing that we talk about time and again. So when you, when you talk about commandment, any commandment, uh, here we are talking about the North Seven Commandment, and to find out the logic about it. The, remember we talked about the wisdom in science, the wisdom uh, or the moral message of, of, of the commandment that says do not shed blood, do not uh, eat blood, and do not uh, eat a, a, limb, a limb from a, a living animal. So we wanted, it, it comes out like a, like a negative commandment on a very low level of negative commandment. So we wanted to see what's the, what's the idea, what's the Bina, and what's the Chokhmah, what is behind it. What is the, and, and we said, and I'm not going to go over the entire class, but I want to point out that you have to pay attention to uh, you have to pay attention to 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 who is a speaker. Whenever you talk about commandment and you want to see its wisdom, so who is a speaker? And remember, we talk uh, when Noah was standing there by the ark, by the altar on Mount Moriah, and he had two speakers. First of all, Hashem came to him. He was depicted in blue, talking about the smelling of the aroma, and, and he should not curse the, uh, the ground because of man, where the impulse of man's heart is evil, since it used there. The definition of evil is here. Uh, we, we will talk about it, but here, obviously, uh, Hashem is concerned uh, more about the human heart. And this is what actually uh, we talk about how Noah, Hashem is actually answering to Noah a petition or Noah prayer. And he talk about, so the answer is first of all, Hashem talking from his own heart. And then come the answer of Elohim. So Elohim give him now the law. And the law of uh, of all the bloodshed law, all the categories, we discuss it one by one. Uh, do not commit suicide. Do not co uh, co direct 
indirect killing, direct killing, all the law of categories of bloodshed appear here as a category, as a bina, without the negative, without saying do not do, just the, the presentative or the representation of the categories. And the only one that comes in a negative command shape, which is a, the, lower, the lower level of the dot, uh, the lower level of, of a practical commandment, not a, not a headline, but a practical commandment. He says number four, but flesh from its life, which is blood, you shall not eat. Which also means also do not eat a, eat a, uh, a, living, a, a limb from a living animal. So, so now, if we take this negative commandment, which negative law, which became Uncorrect, uh, uh, un the only negative, the only one which is negative uh, uh, among the whole line of commandment of Noah, because all of them are only headline: idolatry, adultery, uh, bloodshed. Headline, uh, it's a title, it's a chokhmah, without the, the without the, the, the negative. Uh, without a specific action of a, like a do not eat blood, which is a specific, the question is specific of what? Now, so on one hand, I, 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 on one hand you see from here that if you look at, if you look at this line, number four here, but flesh with his life, which is the blood you shall not eat, it's part, now this is a negative law, so it's part of the line above it, which tell which which is a which is a bina or the the, the, the title, uh, talk about the human uh, uh, the it allowing Noah to eat uh, meat. So on one on 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 the lower level, you can see that the negative commandment belong to belong as a stipulation or, or part of the title of eating meat. But that's only part of the story because the rest of it, you see that the, the title of eating meat doesn't stand alone, but uh, uh, but it's a uh, it's part it does it's part of the entire package of bloodshed. So Elohim, from from Elohim point of view, uh, the, this this commandment, seven commandment of Noah, do not eat blood is part of the bloodshed because it's part of the entire package of of a, of 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 a, of, a, of a topics different type of killing which Elohim prohibit now now why why the reason Hashem I, I didn't put it here in the red but the next the next actually I should have put it because the next line says why 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 Hashem uh, forbade the killing of men, men in men, the last line, why did Hashem forbid Elohim? Why did Elohim forbid it? Because it says, because in the image of Elohim, in the image of Elohim, uh, he made Adam. So the reason that Elohim gives to his law of bloodshed, the reason, the, the Chokhmah, the title, or the wisdom behind it, he says, "Why you know why you shouldn't kill? Because it's my image. A man is my image. 
And you kill a man, you kill, you kill me. You, you kill me, you kill a person who has my image, my form and image. That's what Elohim says to Noah. This is the reason he giving for not for, for murdering. Why, why should you do, why, why thou shall not murder? Because it's the image of Elohim. That's the reason, the, from, from, from whom side? From Elohim's side. But now you know that actually there was another moral argument. The moral argument from, Elohim, from Hashem's side, it preceded everything. And as we said, Hashem, Yud Hevavke, is larger, is more compassing. It's surrounding everything, and, and Hashem gave entirely different reason why not to kill, because it's a cruel thing. Hashem here talked about the cruelty of, of the evil of human heart. So it's so. Why don't you kill? You don't kill for two reasons. You don't kill because, first of all, it's a law, and for because Elohim said it because it's part of the bloodshed. If you kill. Uh, you 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 desecrate his, his face, his image, because you honor Elohim. That's why you don't kill. That's from Elohim's side. Elohim won't speak to you about mercy, but but uh, then uh, Hashem comes and gives you an entire different reason. Uh, why don't you kill? Because it's cruel thing. I don't like it. It's a cruel thing. Uh, so the same with the eating blood, you know, why don't you eat blood uh, and, and living animal, uh, uh, lymph or animal, uh, living animal? First of all, it's a law, Elohim said it is part of bloodshed, but Hashem, you'd have Afkei, give us another moral argument against it, which is cruelty. You eat blood, you exhibit cruelty, there's nothing, nothing more, more can enrage Hashem, then cruelty, more than idolatry. Hashem is enraged by cruelty more than anything else, by evil men. Evil here stands for cruelty. And you can have a hint where we are going uh, one day, very shortly, when, we, talk, when our, we switch our topic to evil. So here you have already a notion what evil is in the eyes of Hashem, in the eyes of Elohim, in, in the eyes of, uh, of Yudhev Avkei, evil means being cruel. The opposite of mercy, and that makes uh, that makes sense. Now, so this is what we learned last week, and we uh, wanted to keep the, the 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 reason I repeated it is to remind you uh, that every commandment, every issue that we discuss, you should you should see it from the two aspects, from the aspect of Elohim and aspect of Hashem. And it's true for the Ten Commandments. It's true for any commandment. You cannot, you cannot understand any commandment in the Torah without noticing who is, who is a speaker. Does he speak harshly? Does he speak in the eye of Elohim is speaking? Or, or is merciful one speaking from his point of view? Because, in fact, this title here, when uh, Hashem says what, what, what concerns him about more than anything else is the human heart, the cruelty of human heart. In fact, that's true for the entire commandment, the entire Torah. There is no single commandment that is not explained by that, by that passion or by that uh, uh, desire from Hashem to eradicate our, our evilness. So let's now move on. Uh, I want to kind of switch on to today's class, to the, to the page that carry today's class. 
how we do that I need to go here I'll turn hole here okay and we'll pick the class number seven which will continue in a different way continue our theme so it said every commandment carries the two aspects the Lokim moral argument and, and Hashem moral argument so you have different argument built up on top one on top of the other why not to kill or why not to do this or don't do that there are different aspects different arguments and it's just adding adding severity to kill is not only to violate the law or to do something wrong to the family or to do injustice to the family to the victim family it's not that it's injustice or, or violating the law of Elohim but it's a cool thing who hates it? Hashem hates it the merciful one and so now we talk, so we, this is so far we talk about Noah uh, wisdom is a uh, from Torah aspect from, from, but if you remember that uh, Noah actually is a new Adam I have been torn with this for many years what about uh, joining a force and setting out to kill an enemy any war that is pre-planned uh, well we talk about war war uh, when you put when you go when you go to protect yourself a preemptive war is it another if you if you want to if you're sure that uh, this can save life can save your lives your family life you should do that all right now but that's another topic of, of bloodshed in fact that's that's the uh, we have idolatry we have adultery and then we have bloodshed here I'm just kind of touching the topic but we'll study it more in depth when we get to number three commandment after we through with, with the idolatry and adultery and then we go to kind and evil and talk about bloodshed now uh, as you remember Adam and Eve uh, Adam and Eve Adam actually was in tested in in uh, in Eden in in a garden of Eden he had two 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 kind of challenges one is uh, the commandment he was given the commandment although it did not they did not pertain to his life there but he still got uh, do not kill die, I mean uh, no murder no uh, injustice he didn't have anything to do with life in Eden and yet he got it there because he said learning Torah actually uh, is a it's like a child learning learning Torah in his home in a parents home and it, it kind of uh, nourish his, his brain uh, and Eden is, a, is, a, is, a, is considered like a living in, in a, the parents home and Adam was given Torah to study Torah and to develop his mind and that's what the Lord should do uh, to learn to, to what Israel has been done have been doing uh, for, for ages that we, a child of three years old is already sitting in the header and learning Torah there is no time for baseball there is no time for anything else uh, very hardly any a child of three years old already sitting and learning Torah because to develop his brain and that's what that's the idea of Adam so and then at the same time it's not just Torah 
but uh, uh, he was also challenged with, uh, if you remember, giving names to all the animals, which is natural science. And we discussed it at length that the, the Adam has to uh, has to uh, identify the species and to which is a chokhmah and then to subspecies. Being a, uh, it didn't do practical the practical level of of, of science. Adam the the the, uh, the lower part of the dot he acquired it only by eating from the air fruit because the fruit the, the forbidden fruit is a tree of dot tree of knowledge of practical knowledge. So Hashem told him when you eat from that food food you will lose even because you're gonna die. If you don't die and you lose even it means you live on earth and on earth you need the dot, you need practical science. And here come Noah and Noah is challenged by practical science. And that's what that's what I wanted to, to show today. And let's so let's go to Noah science now. Uh, so we switch, we switch, we are switching from the Noah Torah aspect, so to speak. Everything is Torah. Science is also Torah. Uh, and, but he, that's a different knowledge. It's the knowledge, practical knowledge of technical knowledge, science. For, that's also a looking gift, a looking gift to us. And remember, our topic actually is idolatry. Idolatry, we are, uh, we are talking about doing, said how we should avoid worshipping science and wisdom on its own, for its own sake. Uh, we should worship because that's, that's, he, he consulted wisdom and science and made us. Which is wisdom and science? The wisdom and science by which he created the world. That's how we started the whole thing. So our topic is idolatry and uh, our subtopic is talking about what idol, wisdom and science, that he, he, he created it, he, he put it, he, he looked back at Bereshit, at, 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 the, at the beginning, at the head of event, at the first verse, from the sixth verse, from the sixth day, he, he looked down to the first day, to the beginning, he, he consulted it, consulted the head of event, which the head of the event, uh, something in the head is always wisdom, so he consulted the wisdom and science that created, that by which he created the world. So, and he made us. So this, uh, it, this is how the, the wisdom of science of that uh, universe work, that govern the, the universe, is in our mind. That's why there is no wonder that we can understand everything in the universe. We discuss it. Uh, and now uh, we come to, to, so our topic is how to avoid worshipping that. We should utilize it and not to worship it. And there is no other person that can, there is really no other person in the entire Torah that will, that will exemplify or typify this theme of using science. To save our to save our lives for our purpose, no other person did it than Noah, and you will see in a minute. Noah is the greatest scientist of all human beings. You see, practical science, and what do I mean by that? So let's go step by step. So first of all, Noah was born from birth. Uh, he was recognized as a as a potential scientist who 
who, who apply his scientist, scientific knowledge for the benefit of mankind, uh, not for benefit of spiritual benefit, but, in, but to, 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 to improve the lot of the farmer. Uh, how, did, how does it show? You can see it from the name. And it says here, and Lemech lived a hundred years, Lemech is no father, uh, he lived uh, for 182 years and begot a son and called his name Noah, saying, this one shall comfort us from our, word, from our work and the toil of our hand. In Hebrew it rhyme, Noah and Yerachamenu, it's, 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 it's a rhyme, it's a, almost the same word comfort us, so he gave him the name Noah because this one will comfort us from our work and the toil of our hand from the curse of, because of the ground which Hashem has cursed. Alright, so Hashem, his parents, Lemech and the father and Noah's mother gave him the name Noah because he was destined to, to, uh, to uh, improve the lot of the farmers who toil the land. That's the Torah says that. That's his name Noah means. In fact, the, uh, the Noah, uh, a real, a, a, a real practical improvement. Uh, Noah actually means a comfortable, a pleasant, accommodating, and also restful, restful for the Sabbath. Uh, all this shade of, of the meaning of Noah really applied to, to his life story. But here we are talking about the original, the most, the, the, the first meaning of his life as, a, as a one who will make the, 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 the improve the farmer life, make it more comfortable, more comfortable. Later on when the ark rested, it's the Sabbath. Noah means to rest, but Noah also means as a as a uh, he was a pleasant. He didn't argue with anybody, as we told. He, he was not the orator. He 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 he, he, he transmitted his his uh, messages through action. He was always a man, practical man, and he and he wanted to improve. He was concerned with with the real science, practical science. For instance, what, how did he finally bring, bring comfort to the farmer? So the Midrash says he was the first one to use metal plow. So before him, you, people used wooden plow, a wooden plow. He made things easier, so he took a, he, he, and he invented, he put metal and put it in a plow and made it a metal plow. He, this is the first inventor. Had he lived today, he was a multimillionaire because he invented the machinery, useful machinery. Where did he got the metal plow? And you can connect it to, to his brother-in-law because brother-in-law uh, was the one who, who invented the metal uh, alloy that made him weapons. You remember the Children of Elohim story? The kind family story that uh, gangs that rule the streets from two weapons and with the cause of a lot of bloodshed and terror and Hamas, as the Torah called it, 
it's uh, so in rape it's a mixture of rape bloodshed and theft Hamas it probably relates to today Hamas and Gaza Strip the same the same world they don't know it they know that the, the Hamas means that they would they would be very they, the face would be turned to crimson red uh, they don't know the Hamas in Hebrew in the Torah I mean a mixture of rape, bloodshed, and uh, killing. That's Hamas mean. And uh, so he, uh, he, the, the Hamas of of uh, of the North generation was caused very much so by two by brother-in-law metal weapons. So you, you can imagine very clearly that he took the 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 weapons of Tuba who actually died young remember the story how is uh, after killing Cain by mistake with the arrow thinking him as a as an animal so his father Lamech clapped his hand and uh, smashed Tuba's uh, spine and he finally wounded slow painful pain uh, death pain for for all that all the terror that he inflicted. So Elohim is around, Elohim punished him, so to speak. He got his, he got his punishment. But uh, uh, it was the one Lemech who did it, his father. So Noah was around. This is his brother-in-law. So he took the metal, metal weapon and made him a metal plow that fits very well. So you can see here that Noah inspired Israel prophet. So, for instance, Isaiah will say, and they shall beat their sword into plowshare, and the spears into pruning hooks. A nation shall not lift up a sword against nation, neither shall learn war by war. Well, so this is all come from Noah. What a message is for the Noahide movement. You know, Noahide movement stand to, to taking metal plow, taking metal weapons and making it uh, plows. Today, that's what Noahide movement. That's what Noah did. So, and if you look, at it, let's call and we're gonna uh, learn how, uh, the connection. This connection of Noah to that particular family. It's really fascinating because the entire family was very artistic technically. Uh, for instance, it says there, right there before, before Tubal-Kain death, it says, an other born, the entire family is presented. You know, in a Torah presented family, they are very important. Otherwise, the Torah wouldn't waste word to, to describe them because they all have impact, impact on Roman law. And Adabo Yaval, he was the father of such as dwell in tent and raised cattle. So Yaval is the first Bedouin, you have to say, who dwell in tent out of the city. He's described as a very sensitive person. It's interesting how he's described in the Zohar as the one who is really easily offended. He's full of pride. He live in the desert and very easily offended. I guess they they, they saw the Arab and, and they took the image of Yaval as a 
this is like this is written like two thousand years ago, and and they only picked the Yaval as easily offended, living in a tent and raising cattle. He had some impact on Noah, because Noah, of course, treated animals were in the, in the, in the, uh, in his ark. Now his brother's name was Yuval. Yuval is a fascinating image in the Zohar and other Midrashim. Yuval, he was a father of all those who, hand, who handled the lyre and pipe. He was a musician. But beside, beside the, being a musician, is uh, also described in the Zohar as the one who built, was an architect build uh, beautiful homes and uh, possibly also ark and boats. So you can have the, imp the impact of, of Yuval uh, music uh, on, the, on the music and, and the art, the carpenter. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Noah was a carpenter. So there is a, he probably had to, he could learn very much from his bro this brother-in-law of his. Now, and, uh, and the other side of the family, the Tzila, the other wife, of Lemech wife, bought, she bought two Balkai, the forger of every sharp instrument, in brass and iron. So he invented this metal alloy that make him very powerful. And the sister of, of Tubal was Nama. I should highlight her name too. Now, Yuval, I, I said here, was a musician architect who excelled in making home and boats. He must have some impact on Noah. Yaval raised sheep. And, tu and Tubal was a metal worker genius. Uh, Nama was a music a musician, drummer, dancer. You know, we talk about the, the sister, the twin Nama. One of them was good, one of them was bad. One of them was destined, the bad one that was destined to, to, to die by the flood. We'll talk about it in a minute. And the good one is our mother. And, and she, she, she comes from Cain, Cain family. And Cain family should, should, not, should have not mixed. There was a ban of marriages between Cain family and Shed family. Because the children, potentially would destroy the world. That's what the Zohar says. And we are the descendants of those monstrous children that came from this forbidden marriage. Now, Noah could learn much from this esoteric family. Remember, they lived in the outskirts of the, of the society, uh, the children of Elohim, and uh, uh, very self-pious people and uh, finally they became very powerful because of the weapons that they got from Tuba. So Noah was, we're talking about Noah science, scientific acumen, so he was a carpenter, he was a farmer who tilled the ground because it says so. Uh, later on after the flood it says Noah the man of the ground. Or the, so he, he, he was a man known Isha Adama, the person who, who walked the earth. He planted trees, especially wines, made him very famous uh, winemaker. He, uh, he was finally drunk, you know, he died drunk. And we, that's a whole stop part, uh, section in his life that we have to discuss one day. Why did he become drunk? The Torah says so, why become drunk? 
and if so, he actually profaned the name of Hashem by being drunk. And he was obviously a person who treated the animal well. So he was a practical scientist and he had a lot to learn from his, from his uh, f uh, family around him. Noach has a practical wisdom and science on the dot level. So remember Chokhmah being on dot, the three level. Chokhmah being theoretical. Bina being the category of the theoretical, the, the Chokhmah is a grips, general grips of issues. Uh, Bina is the second line, category is a, when you, when you categorize, when you put a catalog on the, on, 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 on the, on, when you start to, to, to differentiate shades of the Chokhmah, be it in biology, be it in, in physics, you know, in physics you, uh, you put the, the, there is a natural idea, the first idea of physics that's chokhmah, but then they, you start to, to to categorize it as subcategorize it as electri elect electricity, mechanics, optics, uh, whatever. So all these different different subclasses are the bina because you start splitting the chokhmah. Uh, like in the Torah, the, the five book of Moses is a Chokhmah, Talmud, when you start to, dif to discuss the different categories, the shades of things, that's the Bina. And then the Da'at is a practical thing. The, 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 the Poskin in Torah, the one who wrote, wrote the written law, represents the Da'at, the, the, the practical aspect. Now, Noah presents a new Adam. And Adam ate from the forbidden fruit of Tree of Dath, we, we spoke about earlier. He lost Eden, and he, he now entered the real world when he needed the tree, the tree of Dath. In English it's Tree of Knowledge, but in Hebrew it's Tree of Dath, specific kind of knowledge, also good and, good and bad, we'll discuss it. So he carried, uh, he needed, he needed the, uh, Noah carried the, the Tree of Dath with him, he was a, a, a he was a practical scientist, and he, that's another aspect of him that he also had a branch of tree of life that he got from his enosh. Whoever whoever uh, keep the tree of life as a uh, whoever the owner of the tree of life branch live forever, don't die, never die. That's why they were able to live for thousand years because they had the tree of branch and they gave it to their descendant. Finally they get it, they got, Israel got it, Moses got it, the tree of life, and now the tree of life is the Torah. And we'll see it's also the holy hark made of wood, tree of life. We'll see in a minute. So Noah, Noah scientific argument is expressed in the, in the scientific now the the the, the epitome of 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 his practical science was is uh, is a scientific arc and I quote here the Rambam on 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 the verse when Elokim tell him to take from uh, that's actually Hashem you have Arkeil Hashem tell him to take two from each uh, it could not Elokim Elokim says to him take from all the, all the flesh two sample of two male and female so the Rambam says there and you would say why didn't uh, why didn't he 
made an ark, why did Hashem, why didn't Elohim told him to make a small ark and rely on miracle rather than making a, such a big ark? And uh, uh, the answer, I will tell you the answer, Rambam says, the Ramban says, Hashem wished him to make the ark large so that people uh, will see it and wonder about it and repent. Perhaps they will repent. So one answer I give, uh, Elohim wanted him, Elohim of course could have saved, uh, that's a famous question, Elohim could have saved uh, Noah with a, a miracle. He could create a, a bubble around him and save him from the flood. Or he could tell the, the rain not, not to touch, uh, not to touch uh, Noah. Why, why did he have to build an ark so one answer that Rashi gave and, and Ramban gave it simply because it was like a way to demonstrate to the people around him because that uh, the flood is coming. So maybe they will repent because it took him like a hundred years to, to build it very slowly and painstakingly. But then the Ramban is not, not satisfied with that answer. Every time the Ramban brings more than one answer, it means he was not satisfied. So he now goes to the second answer. And he says, that's very important idea of the Ramban here. Now, the Ramban, of course, is like Rashi presented mainstream Judaism. And he said, he wanted it to be large. Elohim wanted it to be large. Uh, and to diminish the impression of a miracle, to make it more look like a natural thing, to show how all the miracles in the Torah and the prophet uh, were, were performed. First man should do whatever is in his hand and the rest would be the hand of Hashem. So the Rambam here brings the idea that Hashem on, Elohim on purpose wanted to do a scientific large, large scientific uh, uh, machine to that to, to, to tell people that first of all they should do whatever they could they can in, in, in their hand to save their life to do whatever is necessary and whatever is whatever, and then Hashem will take Elohim will take over and make great also miracle or help from above now th so how did Elohim wanted him to do a scientific uh, uh, an arc so According to the Ramban, Ramban uses the, the word a man should do the best he can. And indeed, the formula that Elohim tell, tell uh, Adam uh, Noach to, the formula that he tell him to, to, to create, a, to build a, uh, the ark, is a perfectly scientific formula. Let's read it. Here it's red. Red because uh, our custom is to put the Lokim words in red. And later on you will see that Hashem talked to him a different different aspect. Like like exactly like we, we learned before. You have to you have when you talk about science or depend about Torah or law, you have to pay attention who is the speaker. Because later on as you finish you'd have okay the Lokim will talk to to Noah about the same mark with totally different aspect. But Elohim is a, is a, is a, the, the, the attribute that build, made nature, 
He talked to him about Noah, he talked to him in a natural scientific way. But let's remember there is a blue part coming down there. The blue part represents a union of cables. They will discuss it as we finish Elohim. But I don't, first we need to see what Elohim is telling him uh, about the scientific arc. And Elohim said to Noah, the end of all flesh is coming for me. Made you an ark of gopher wood. Room shall you make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. So it's not a miraculous ark. It's a it's a it's an ark that is built with the best uh, scientific knowledge. You 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 coat it from from in from without with a, a waterproof material, and this is the fashion of which you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubes cubits. The breadth is 50, the height is 30. It's a big one. It's a uh, 300, 300 uh, uh, amma, amma is arm length. It's quite a big sh ship, uh, 300 long, 50 wide, and 30 high. And window you shall make it in the ark, and to the cubit shall you finish it below, above, and the door you should set in its side, and the lower second and third story shall you make it. So it's a, it's not a, it's not a bubble. It's a real boat. In fact, uh, the Midrash says, the rabbi says, that many people after Noah build, this, try to use the same formula, and build a beautiful ark that floated the same way. What the size uh, what the, the, there is a formula here. What the, the, its breadth, which is 50, is one uh, six actually. It should be all the lengths because the length is a, is a 300. So it's a mistake here. It's one sixth of the length. So the length is six times more uh, than the than the breadth, and the height, uh, which is uh, only uh, 10. Is that right? The height is 10 amot, and it's uh, so it's uh, one tenth. No, the height is uh, is 30 amot, so it's one tenth of the 300. So there is a formula, and you and you use that equation, and you build a boat that can float very nicely. It was an ark, not a boat. Many people describe it, of course, in children's book, everywhere you go, even in the Noachite Convention, when I go, I see boat. Uh, they like a ship. But it was a boat. It, wa it was not designed to go anywhere, the Ebenezer says. It had no deck. It had no front and no back. It was, it was designed to stand afloat. Uh, its gravity center was probably below the water surface it, because it is a, a, a pyramidal shape, you will see in a minute. And, and the gravity center was uh, underneath the water so it didn't capsize. And it was very big, it looked like a block. Six story, uh, uh, six, human, uh, six, six, like a building of six story maybe of our size. And the arc shape was a pyramidal structure because it was a square. Uh, is a, a kind of a, a length of 300 by, by 50, but the wall sloped to a one cubit on top, 
So it means it was a pyramid. There's no other explanation but a, a pyramidal shape with a sloping side to wash away the pouring rain and one cubic and a top. And here it is, you know, this is what we, I, I put here, my, the artist put for me one day here. Uh, here it is, it's a pyramidal shape floating on water. And it's 11, 11 cubic in, in the water, as Rashi says. And one arm on top, and the water can easily be washed away from that. And it didn't go anywhere, it has to just sit, sit on the water. Um, and uh, as you know, and uh, I put here a point to something to think about because pyramid existed in every ancient human civilization, from the Inca, from the classical Inca to the prehistoric Inca. If you watch his channel, history channel, now you understand, you know, they know about the Inca that lived also the time of the pyramid. That it's turned out that the classic Inca is not really classic, they were predated by, by beautiful, huge uh, Inca uh, society uh, that uh, built pyramids uh, six story high, even more and a very powerful uh, civilization uh, besides the Egyptian and the Chinese anywhere. So pyramid is a all human civilization uh, carry it and perhaps may, maybe it's a, a result of Noah, Noah fingerprint uh, because actually Egypt Egypt was Noah's grandson you know and he, he probably carry carry the memory of Noah into, into his own children. And uh, the Egyptian pyramid, actually the, the purpose, if you read the logographic uh, inscription there, the, the, the reason why they the, the build the pyramid, because they say it keeps the, the, the soul floating on, on, on the water of, uh, of time. And uh, that's I tell you, in the, once we learn the Yud Hey Vav meaning you will understand now the pyramid better, because that's exactly what what the what the Yud Hey Vav tell Noah that it's floating on 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 the water of time. It's a beautiful. It's a, really when it's striking when you you see the parallelism between the Egyptian ancient culture and what the Torah says about uh, Noah. Now, so, so far what we have seen, we have seen that Elohim, the maker of nature, wanted Noah to save himself, not by a miracle, but natural scientific way. Uh, and science is a gift from Elohim. And science is a tool for our survival in the past, in the present, and the future. So we don't we don't put down uh, we shouldn't put down science or fight against it as, a, as if some fool thinks that it's against the Torah. On the contrary, scientific knowledge is blessed; it's a gift from Hashem. We are made to to uncode the, the secret of the universe and to use it for our survival, like Noah did. And for instance, just to give you an example, medicine is a is a legit, legitimate tool of survival. It's not like a, if, I, if I go to a doctor, I don't 
rebel against Hashem, but the contrary. I, I do whatever, what the Rambam says, I do whatever I can to save myself in, in a physical way, in, in, in using the science. Of course, after I do everything I can, I then turn to Hashem with prayer. That's the second aspect of, of Noach's uh, science. We'll see in a minute, or maybe next time. So, a person, a person should never rely on miracle. Noach, could, Noach never sat down and say, oh, I'm, if you want to save me, save me. That's arrogant. If you sit there and you pray, wait for a miracle, you're arrogant. Who says that you, you're worthy of miracles? Who, who says that the Elohim should, should change the world of nature and save you? When you when the, the moment you, you think about the miracle that saves you, you're, you're arrogant because you think uh, you, you deserve it. And uh, Torah never supports any miracle makers. You know, when you go to, to Rabbi to, to have a blessing for sick, for... for uh, 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 before a surgery, uh, you go to let's say well, Lubavitch. I give an example, Lubavitch Rebbe. If you went to him to, to as a people flocked to him for to give a blessing for uh, before operation. So the first thing he asked, who is your doctor? Where, which hospital do you use? And, and uh, are you sure that's the best way to go? And he was knowledgeable about medicine and everything. And first of all, he was sure that the, the Noah Ark will be built very carefully. And then he, then he turned to Hashem to look to to the Yudhevavkei too to 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 do his uh, part. After you finish, after you taking care of uh, of the physical, whatever you can, then you turn to Hashem because if you rely only on on Noah, if Noah, Noah only relied on on his on his ark, he would consider idolatrous. If you rely only on our science to, to save us, we worship idols. We make, we make science uh, as our idol. So Noah did, uh, did use the science, but he didn't rely on it. Of course not. So now we, 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 we want to, to, to go to the second aspect of the ark, which is a Yudhevavke part. Uh, I'm not so sure if we have now time. It's only five minutes. I'm gonna maybe we leave it to the second part. Maybe next week, while we discuss. Do you have any questions for me? Five minutes. So on that part of Noah and, and and practical science, what we learned so far. So let me summarize for you. Noah. Noah was a, a practical scientist. But of course, this is not what Noah was all about. But that's what science is not, shouldn't be all about. We shouldn't be only dedicated to science. That's the only savior of us. Of course not. The moral, the moral aspect was going to be as real to our, to our survival, the moral issue, the you have K issue, uh, will be as strong in our survival as not less than, than, than the physical aspect. That's the message of the Torah. We will discuss it next week. But Noah did not rely on science, but he was a scientist. 
He learned it from, first of all, he, he, in the metal plow, uh, which he, he converted, he was a peace, man of peace. And he wanted to stay away from war and to go into the peace, into take the, the, the weapons and turn them into plow. He was the first one to do it. Uh, he inspired, by that he inspired the, the whole vision of, uh, of the Israel prophet, of Isaiah. And other thing he did also inspired uh, Isaiah, and we will see later on, when, next week, when we talk, when we talk about the Yud Hevavavkei part aspect aspect of the Ark, because there is a Yud Hevavkei aspect of the same Ark. As we as we learned earlier, every issue in the Torah has two aspects at least of Yud Hevavkei and Elohim. So so forth. Today we learn only from the physical part. So he did it. He, he, he was very a good farmer. He planted trees, wines. He was a man of the ground. He, his leg was on the ground. He was a practical man. Uh, he, he learned from Enos. He knew Torah by heart. Uh, but he was involved in, in, in the real world. He built. He, was a, he built an ark. He knew how to build it, the dimensions. To quote it, uh, the, the, he was very good carpenter. He, too, he knew how to take care of, of the animals. Um, so, and his science was second to no one. Uh, his ship that he built is still a good ship today. Uh, and he was a, he built a pyramidal shape, probably. Uh, that actually uh, preceded all the pyramids on the world, that float on the river of, of the water, or real water and water of uh, and the water of the time. Uh, and he was uh, uh, he should be inspiration to all the sciences, all the scientists of today and the future. But if that was all Noah, if Noah was only a scientist, why? He wouldn't be a Noah. Noah was, of course, there is another aspect of, uh, of, the, same, uh, of the same arc, which is uh, no less fascinating than the, than the physical one. Okay, now let, I'm going to be quiet for a minute and let you, do you have any, please post me a question if you have of today's class the topic of Noah and science, or any other question. Here is, the, here is this arc uh, that the artist made for me. Any question for me? Okay. Uh, do you hear me? Are you there? Yes, okay. Very, very good. So, any any questions for me? Yes, okay. Um, so, it's a lot of things, to, a lot of messages here, and all, a lot of things to think about, so uh, I think it's time to finish here. Um, thank you, Tom and Karen.
and we will see you here uh, next week and we'll continue the other aspect uh, which is no less important upon the you have okay aspect of, of Norhawk. Well you have a nice nice week. See you next week. Bye. Good night. Good Shabbat. Thank you.